Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be watching from. Welcome to Renewed to Win. You know, I get I get asked a lot of questions about why why leadership? Why am I discussing that now? Um, why is it important? And, and basically, it's important because first off, there there's a major lack of leadership in in our country, in the world, um, with the recent. Uh, happenings in, in Afghanistan going back uh, a year and a half now with COVID um, there really is no direction and, and we need to change that as, as Christian people in the last days the, the best the easiest way to bring someone to Christ is, is to show them through good strong positive leadership how you live your life and how they can live their life too and how they can have a relationship with God. What's important here is uh, developing effective leadership. And it's, it's so hard to find. I truly believe that only a Christian can do what's truly necessary for, for good, positive, strong leadership. And there's, uh, there's three components to effective leadership. The first one is spiritual development. Where do you stand? Are you personally ready to take God's word and his message to a, to a hurting world? Uh, number two, strategic development. What are you doing to have an impact on your world? Are you putting yourself in situations where, where God can use you? Are you being so timid in your beliefs that nobody even knows what, what you believe? And the third one is skill development. Um, you need to practice. You need to get good at this thing that we call leadership. And you can call it leadership, you can call it discipleship. Um, ultimately, the reason that we do this is, is to bring people into a relationship with Jesus Christ. The most wonderful relationship a human being could ever have. And it's more important than ever as we enter these last days and as we move along on this end times timeline to make sure that we touch as many lives as possible. People. We're running out of time. So so going back to the, the three components of, of leadership. Your spiritual development. That's personal. That's all about you. That is your responsibility. You need to get quiet. You need to get alone with God. You need to find your connection. It's all too easy, you know, before we leave the house, everybody does it. We hit, we hit our knees, you know, we pray a couple of uh, prayers that we've been praying for, for, you know, five years. The same words. We, we pray our laundry list. And then we go about our day. No, I'm talking about a deeper connection. I'm talking about a true spiritual connection with your one and only Lord and Savior and creator of the universe. Um, and that's on you. Strategic development. Uh, how do you go about affecting these changes?
Well, number one, you, you pray about it. God, God will put you in, in situations um, where, where he's going to use you, where he's going to need you. Um, I, I, am, I am always truly amazed at the places God brings me and the conversations that he strikes up. There, there's a, you know, it happens all over the place. And, and when I'm letting him lead, it, it's just amazing how, how that unfolds. The skill development. Um, so the strategic development is planning. It, it's, it's kind of, you let the Holy Spirit lead, but, but um, you, you plan your day. And you be open to the flexibility if, if for some reason, the Holy Spirit needs to, to move your, shift your schedule around. Um, skill development is all about finding the people that can help you. You know, the, the, the best example is you find the pastor at your church. You sit down with him. You find the discipleship expert at your church. You, 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 talk, to, you talk to other Christians. And you develop your skills. You, you, learn, you learn to pray in the presence of other people. You learn to, to stand for what you believe in in spite of, in spite of a, a hostile world. Because you know what? Quite honestly, it's not going to get any better. It's not going to get any... Um, the, you know, these, these people, that they, they hope for peace and love in this, this wonderful world. That's not happening. Until Jesus returns. So, so the, the skill development, that's all about people and, and your relationships. Um, let's pray. Dear Lord, we just come to you today, Lord. We, we, just, we thank you for your goodness, Lord. We thank you for your kindness. God, we ask for you to, to lead and guide us as we navigate these, uh, these perilous times, the, these, these end days, Lord. And we don't know when you're coming, God, but, but we know the season. Your word tells us that we'll recognize the season. So we, we take steps each and every day, God, to, to move you along, to, to glorify your word and to glorify your name, God. And we just ask that you guide us, you lead us, you allow us to uh, develop spiritually, strategically, and in our skills, Lord. And we just thank you for all of this. In Jesus' name, let your word come forth today. Let you guide this this message. Um, let the Holy Spirit be here in, in our homes, in our places of business, in our relationships. And we just thank you for all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. You see, Hebrews 4, 12 to 14 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Um, leading yourself before leading others. You know, the great analogy that everybody uses is it's kind of like, you know, when you're on the plane and and before the plane's about to take off, I don't even know if they do this anymore um, <laughs> with all the COVID restrictions and, and what's going on in the world. But they, they usually um, show you how if there's an emergency and the mask comes out, 
you put your mask on before you try to help other people. Um, the reason being is, is if you don't have enough oxygen, then you're not going to think clearly. You're not going to be really any use to, to other people. So you got to take care of yourself. And it's like that with, with, uh, with leading yourself and in, in your own spiritual development. Um, see, most people live their lives trying to answer two questions. Who's the boss? And who can I blame? They're looking. They're looking for for a way not to take responsibility for for their actions, for their life, for their choices, and and we see that every day. And and um, you know, you may see it at your workplace. Um, you see it in the church. Um, and and it it all comes down to to accepting responsibility for our actions. So what do we do? Um, when, when it comes time to shift the blame from ourselves to others. See, we don't want responsibility because we don't like consequences. That's, that's true from the, the first steps you take to, uh, to when you're an adult and, and you're trying to, uh, to establish a career and, 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 uh, Live, live your life the way that you want to. We spend our days giving permission to other people to lead. And when it comes time to accept responsibility or fault because someone screwed up, the blame doesn't fall on us. So we get to continue to make those poor choices. We get to continue to spend our days in front of the TV, eating a bowl of ice cream, um, Keeping our Bible on the shelf far, far away where we don't even have to think about it. Filling our days with, uh, oh, I don't know, um, bad websites, uh, pornography, um, uh, whatever else. Uh, the, the, the games, the apps that, that, that control so much of your lives, our lives. Um, in other words, we accept the, the sacrifice in other words, we, we sacrifice the honor of leading for the comfort of never having to be wrong. And by doing that, we're wasting every single opportunity that God has, has given us. But there's a better way. You see, the harsh reality of all this is that it's an illusion and really, sometimes, sometimes the truth of this world can be scary. Um, we don't know what a, what another day is going to bring. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, we we don't know. You know, there could be calamity. There could be a personal tragedy. Um, But the truth is something that we've been avoiding our whole lives. And when you embrace it, when you accept it, when you, when you step into it, God will do incredible things in your life. The truth is, uh, when, when we do begin, become honest with ourselves, the truth is usually staring us in the face. See, it all comes down to, to leading yourself and... and 
developing yourself spiritually. And it starts with the ability to see the, the truth. Um, do you know people, uh, bank tellers, people who work with money, um, they're, they're trained, people who work with cash money, they're, they're trained to uh, be able to, to spot counterfeits. And the way their training goes is, is they get so intimately, intimately familiar with real money so that when counterfeit money comes their way, they can easily see it. They could easily spot it. Uh, they, they know real cash money so well. And, and that's the way you need to be with, with the word of God. You need to know God's word so, so well that when somebody says something that's so outrageous, uh, that people just seem, uh, assume that it's true, you can take a step back and you can, you can trust the word of God and, and know, especially in these last days, it's so important that, that we have this strong, strong bond with the word of God because there's deception everywhere. And if you don't know what's going on and you don't know what, what, where this world is headed and what's happening and and, and the reasons behind everything, it could be a scary place. All effective leadership, self-leadership, self-discipleship um, has a vision. You know, I started Renewed to Win based on a vision I've had my whole life. And the time was right. I remember sitting as a 12-year-old boy. And God was, was showing, the technology was much different at the time, but God was showing me what he wanted me to do with my life. And it's, it's amazing to see each step I take, how, how it's unfolding. It's the way it happened. It was a vision. It was a vision I carried my whole life till, till the time was ready. And throughout my life, every, every uh, career I've been involved in, from, from youth ministry to... Uh, to uh, Fundraising for for uh, for um, uh, uh, groups that represent small businesses in Washington. Every single thing I've done has has uh, set me up for for this vision that's before me. And you have a vision too. God did not put you on this earth just to live your day day by day, dr slowly drifting. Um, wherever the winds of the world may blow you. And, and actually, along with that vision, I am I am be starting a new segment on Fridays called Vision Friday. And there'll be more information about that coming because it's so important that, that each and every Christian has a vision and a purpose and a plan and a direction. So there'll be more on that coming. But but that's that's so important to to learning how to lead yourself before before you can lead others. Have confidence in your own ability. See, if God called you, he's not going to drop you. The Holy Spirit will guide you. He'll lead you. He'll, he'll bring you through the most difficult situations to, to do what he, he's called you to do. And uh, you need to trust that that's the truth and, and, and that's, that's the way that God works. It's in the Bible. It's, it's the, he'll lead you. Um, ability to teach and equip others. You have that ability. You just haven't developed it yet. You haven't used it. Um, 
let other people fail. Don't be don't be so controlling and such a control freak that you have to do everything. You know, I remember my days as a youth pastor. Um, we were out camping with with our youth group, and and there was this group of teenagers, and, and they wanted to put up their own tent, and they didn't know how to do it. My first reaction was to go in there and do it for them. But I sat back and I watched and, you, you know, they, they began working together. At first it was chaotic, but then they began to use reason and, and they began to fit things together and look at this mess that they'd created. Um, and eventually they got it, the tent up. And, and the thing is, it sounds like a little thing. But they grew that day. They grew in their self-confidence, their 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 abilities, their their um their their trust for each other, their ability to lead each other. Have a desire to benefit others. We live in a world with a magazine called Self Magazine. Um, we're constantly given messages about. our comfort, our needs, everything that we have and want. Um, is so important. You know, you have on, on social media of influencers and, and celebrities and, and they're, they're portraying this, this vision of life. That's just not true. Um, it's not all about you. And when you learn that, you can, you can accept God's plan for, for your life. It's about blessing others. And, and I'll be so bold as to say that if your vision doesn't include blessing other people, then it's not from God. If it's all about you, then, then you, need to, you need to look at it differently. You need to pray. You need to ask the Holy Spirit to come into your life. Um, you need to be an encouragement to others. Well, how does this improve your self-leadership? Because it helps you get out of yourself. It helps with your humility. Um, a humble heart can be molded by God. When, when you put other people's needs ahead of your own, and that doesn't mean you're less important. That means that, means that, that you're giving and you're, you're willing to sacrifice. And when you do that, your own needs get met. Be a, be a life changer. I live by a principle that says, you know, I want every single person I encounter today to be better off for having met me. And yeah, you know, I'm human. I don't always live up to that standard. But it's, it's a goal. It's, it's, it's something that I strive for. And, um, you know, each and every day I, I pray. One of, one of the things that I talk to God about every morning is, is God... Let my words, let my actions, let my thoughts line up with who you want me to be. And it comes out in my, in my um, dealings with other people. The next is the ability to change yourself. And that comes from willingness. You know, you can watch as many sermons as you want. You can listen to as many um, audio Bibles as you want. You can sit down and read your Bible every morning and, and pray and pray and pray and pray. But if you don't have a willing heart, God can't do anything with you. You need to get to the point. If you can pray for a willing heart, you can ask God to make your heart willing. Um, 
you know, I remember uh, years ago, I, I, I had reached a point in my life where <clears throat> I was living all all for me. It wasn't about other people. And, and, and I started praying that God would soften my heart and, and make me willing. And, and he did. <clears throat> and then, uh, you know, if you do all this stuff, you get to a point of, of self-leadership. And we're going to be looking at the, at the story of Daniel in the Bible. Um, because it's a great story of, of, of how this young man was able to take control of himself and circumstances that were less than desirable. See, Daniel is a favorite character in the Bible. And he was not a leader of a nation or, or, or a culture. And just to make it clear, you, you don't need a title to, to be a leader. You need to have trust in God. You see, Daniel allowed God to bring him to the highest level of influence. He spent time with kings and governors, and, you know, regardless of who it is, you can have influence on the people in your lives. God, God will open doors if your heart is right and, and you're developing yourself and you truly want to be used by him. See, God gave Daniel the ability to, to discern important issues before the leaders of both the Babylonian and Persian empires. <coughs> He's an example of someone with a high degree of integrity and character. He's an example of, of someone who learned to take self-inventory. And that's, you know, that's so important. Um, you've got to learn to, to know when you're wrong and to know, to recognize your mistakes and to do the things that are necessary to, to correct those mistakes. And he even worked on his spirit when, when he... When he needed to. He knew how to lead himself. And that's a, a rare gift, a rare, rare ability. Um, just in general, because we're sinful. We live in a sinful world. Um, going back to the beginning when I was talking about people really don't want to take responsibility for themselves. He knew how to make hard choices. You know, we find that a lot people people allow the government to make choices for them. People allow their employers to make choices for them. No, you need to do what's right. You need to do what you feel God leading you to do. And just to be um, clear on that, if it contradicts the word of God, then it's not what God's calling you to do. So be careful with that, But but you have to you have to you have to make hard choices you have to lead yourself um see character enables the leader to do what is right even when it is difficult i remember um i was out running one night and i really didn't feel like running that night and and um nobody would have known if 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 i quit and i walked home and um 
you know, just put it in the, in the, in the books as a bad day. But, you know, somewhere in my mind, I would have known. And I wasn't acceptable. I, I didn't. I didn't think that was acceptable. So, so I kept. I kept pushing myself, and and I finished my run, and I felt better when I was done. See, because Daniel was doing these things, he was given the responsibility of leading others, and that's the way God works in your life. He's not going to put you in a position to, to lead and I'm not talking about at work you might be the, the the manager of the restaurant or the grocery store or or wherever you work um, I'm not talking about corporate worldly management I'm talking about spiritual development and and leading people in Christ in God um, you see character is the cornerstone of where a great builder lives their life. And Jesus talks about himself as a cornerstone. He was the cornerstone of the church. And uh, that, that's, where, that's where it all starts. That's where it all begins. See, if you don't have character... You can't develop trust from followers. And, and you'll never... You'll never lead other people into a relationship with God. They need to trust you. You know, it's funny. I, I, always, um, I always hear these stories about these people that they go out and it's almost like they're putting a notch in their belt. Oh, I went out and I, I went to the mall and I saved five people today. You didn't save anyone. You force someone to make a decision on the spot, and then you walked off. No, true, true discipleship, true leadership is about bringing people to Christ and developing them in Christ. It's not a, it's not a five-minute conversation. See, trust is essential for any organization or group of people to grow and improve. You know, one of the things, one of the things I pride myself on is, is people who know me, know me, know that they can tell me anything. From my years as a pastor, um, to, to, you know, today starting my own online ministry, um, people, people are have the ability I know a lot of secrets and there's no way I ever tell anybody somebody else's business and people know that about me and that's that's why they they know um, that that they can trust me and 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 um, I have that ability to, to lead them See, many nations have been held hostage by leaders who lack character. Um, what's currently going on in, in, in the U.S. and around the world, you know, there's, there's failure after failure. And it's because there's no character amongst our leaders. They're, they're making horrible choices. They're making horrible decisions. 
and the ironic thing is, is they've pr pushed God out of the decision-making process. And they wonder why everything starts to, to spiral out of control. See, even, even lower-level leaders have, have a negative influence if they lack character. Most schools fail to develop character in students. And quite honestly, it's the family's job that they have no business being involved in, in character development. And you see the failure in education as they've become more and more involved in these aspects of people's life that should be best taken care of at home or by the church. Um, you know, the, the great example of that is, is today they're dealing with critical race theory. Um, basically, a, a theory that promotes hate amongst different racial groups. And, um, you know, schools are supposed to stress academics. It's come a, a, um, a place where, where, where they, they put the, the value of developing self-esteem over the truth of, of learning. But most importantly, schools don't teach anything about character. So they produce students who can get a job because of good grades that that fall into the illusion of of going to a college and then getting the the job after school and then and living their the rest of their life in in an illusion um, but they can't get beyond that because they've have not developed the ethics and the values in their life. And it's not too late. No matter how old you are, you could always develop good character. You just have to go back to the willingness. And because of this, many people don't live the life that God has designed for them. The, you were created for a reason. But when you fall into the illusions of the world and, and, and you don't develop the character within yourself, then... You, you live a life that, that you were never intended to live, and it's unsatisfying, and it's unhappy, and, and it's unfulfilling. It happens in the world of, of sports. See, great abilities get a player on a team. Um, a few years back, there was this uh, great up-and-coming quarterback named Johnny Manziel. Um, you don't hear too much about Johnny Manziel anymore, except possibly once in a while he gets arrested or, or he, he had such promise, but but he self-destructed when when he got to the NFL because he didn't have that character development within himself, that self-leadership. You see, only character development. And developing yourself will, will keep you on the team and put you in a position of leadership. See, leaders who develop these traits have a great impact. They know that the character is what happens when nobody is looking. And they develop the integrity to do what's right. Despite a world that seems to be lacking in, in moral values, in, in a sense of, of moral compass.
You see, they, they know the importance of spiritual growth. Your Bible, your prayer time, your meditation time. Uh, meditation sometimes gets left behind. You, you know, many Christians are so good at reading their Bible, carving out that time, and then, you, you know, talking to God, but they never, they never stop to listen. And that's where meditation comes in. Um, leaders who develop these traits have have an impact on their friends. You know, you can see it. You can see it in church on Sunday morning when, you know, there's certain churches where where people during worship time they're very conservative and they they just stand there. And then there's other times where people are raising their hands. And I find that no matter what anybody's doing around you, you can change the attitude and the in the atmosphere of that church. I always go and I, I am so grateful for what God has done in my life. When we're in a time of worship, I put my hands up. I thank God. I give him everything. You see, you can have an impact as a parent. Whether you're helping your, your kids make good decisions, you're coaching a team, or you're volunteering at, at your school. You could have an impact at your church. Um, you can have an impact on, on your nation, on your civilization, on your town. See, but if you become corrupt, selfish, and short-sighted, people begin to suffer. Societies dissolve. See, right now in, in the U.S., there's no, um, there's no compromise. There's two extreme sides, and they won't talk. And they blame each other for everything. And this is, this is supposed to happen. It's just a good example. Um, we're not going to get away from this, but, but it's a good example of, of what happens when, when there's, no, there's no good leaders, there's no strong leaders. Um, if a leader becomes selfish or corrupt or short-sighted ministry split. I've seen churches fall apart because of selfish decisions, selfish people. Teams lose. See, back in, in the days of uh, the Old Testament, when, when Israel's faithful kings ruled with truth and walked in integrity, the nations prospered but when Israel's corrupt kings ruled, they became reckless, the nation suffered, the people suffered. Um, it's kind of like the difference between the, the Dead Sea and the Sea of Galilee. Uh, you, you know, the Dead Sea is lifeless. Um, not much there on the, on the shore. The Sea of Galilee is brimming with life. It's beautiful. Um, and the difference is the Dead Sea, you know, it takes water in. But there's nowhere for it to go, so it just sits there. But the Sea of Galilee, on the other hand, it takes water in, and it passes through and goes out, and it blesses other parts of the of the landscape of the countryside. And that's how it is with with leaders. Uh, Self-examination is so important. 
It's your responsibility. How are you doing on the character skill? Take a self-inventory. And, and how do you do that? Find a quiet spot. Invite God in, of course. And just let the Holy Spirit guide you. Figure out where you stand. Do you need to align yourself with the Word of God? Have you gotten so far away that you don't have a relationship with God anymore? See, a sharp double-edged sword is the way God's Word is described. And it sounds intimidating, but it's a weapon designed for you in a world that's, that's trying to um, tear you away from God. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. And it penetrates the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Begin a spiritual journey on yourself. Change. You can change, and it starts today. Make that commitment. And, and some things that you can do right now. Do you, do you keep your word? Do you keep your word always? I know sometimes there's circumstances out of your control, but if you promise something, do you do all that you can to make sure that it happens and that you do what you said you were going to do? Finish what you start. Don't let things become too hard that, that you don't finish them, that you walk away. That, that there, There's challenges in life. And you can overcome these challenges when, when your character is set, when your character is straight, when, when God is leading you. Are you being a good steward of everything entrusted to you? You gotta stop making it all about you. In fact, it's not about you at all. Yes, you'll be blessed and you'll have good things when you follow the leading of God. But only because you're like the Sea of Galilee. And you're, you're letting good things come in, but you're passing it along. See, do you focus more on destructive things or productive things? Destructive things are, are things that don't contribute. Um, do, do, do you find it easy to argue? Do, do you get um, self-absorbed? Self are you selfish? Uh, are productive things? Are, are you uh, generous? Do you find ways to improve yourself? Do you, do you develop your relationship with, with God? See, it's all up to you. It's nobody's responsibility but yours to... to Make sure that you put yourself in a position where God can use you in this, in this world that lacks any type of, of, of strong leadership. Even our churches today, um, they, they don't seem to be making the hard choices. And I'm not talking about every church. I don't know every church. But, but the churches that I've seen, they're, they're really, really trying to to be relevant in society or fit in with society. And that's not what God's called us to do. He, he's called us to be different, to not conform, be transformed by the renewing of, of, the, of God. It's all up to you.
and only you and God could answer these questions. And if you invite him in, he's not going to lie. See, Hebrews 4.13 says, Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Start improving your leadership ability now by asking yourself the questions. Um, we're going to continue looking at Daniel's life in the rest of this, uh, th this leadership series. There's a lot of lessons to be learned. And this is all to show you what needs to be done. To learn to build trust. To develop integrity. There's a verse in Daniel 1 that shows Daniel's character even when he was young. See, age is really no excuse. You can have relationship with God at a very young age, very old age, and it can grow throughout your life. Um, Daniel 1.8 says, But Daniel resolved not to defile himself. He committed. In this world that, that seems to be pulling us, or trying to pull us away from God, do you commit to sticking close to God? So you got to realize in this verse, Daniel was a teenager. And, and they were taken as captives from Jerusalem to Babylon. But he still, he found himself behind enemy territory, enemy lines. But he still decided to, to not defile himself. To live a godly, good, clean life. See, he, he stayed faithful to God and he began to develop leadership ability in his new land and God used them God can do the same with you he can use you wherever you're at you just have to trust him you have to let him be the guide and just go where go where he leads you and continue to develop yourself personally spiritually let's pray dear God we thank you for this time, Lord. We thank you for your presence within this, uh, within this ministry, God. Your hand is upon us. You're guiding us. You're leading us, Lord. Take us wherever you need us to be, God. Everybody listening today, Lord, let them, let them seek you, God. Put you first. Let them um, learn to live a life, God, that, that is truly for you, that glorifies you, that honors you, Lord. Let them seek after you, God, all the days of their life. Let them uh, continue to, to, to see you in everything, God. To, to, most importantly, let, let us all recognize the signs of the times, Lord. And let us realize that to get anything done for you, Lord, we need to work quickly. We need to work passionately. We need to um, work to the finish line, God. I love you, I thank you, I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for being here.